Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. The righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience, continuing yep. some well-doing seat, no nope. glory and honor, and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious, and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. Oh, Great blue You an African-American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge count? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Nope. Do we have grace? Yep. Continue in sin? Nope. I'ma ask you again. Yep. Should we continue in sin?
from. You got to choose one. Who you gonna choose the most? I heard it's hard to choose. Two sides to choose from. You got to choose one. Who you gonna choose? Who you gonna choose? Got to choose. All right, all right, all right. You're gonna learn today. All right, all right, all right. You're gonna learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. Shalom and good morning. Shalom, Israel. In the ancient Hebrew greeting, Yahweh Bahashem, Yahweh Shabbat, to all the brothers out there, and to all the sisters. Yahweh Shemar Alathan, Bahashem, Yahweh Shabbat, Shalom, Shalom, Shalom. Um, it's me. It's, your, it's, it's that guy, Mishaba. I can welcome you all to another episode of ISBHBK, which stands for the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge, um, presents Bible Talk. Uh, welcome to, welcome to our, our, our platform, our program. Uh, if you're calling in live, uh, you, can, you can listen live. Uh, if you're calling in to area code 646-668-2568, um, uh, you can call in and listen live. Uh, and, and, and that's one way to, to, to reach us and, and, and stay abreast of, of our shows and everything. Or you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com. That's www.blogtalkradio.com. Uh, when you pull that up on, on, your, on, your, on your smartphone, laptop, um, uh, tablet, or, or home computer, go to the website. Uh, when that comes up, go to the search, the search box. Type in Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, and that will bring you to our ISBHBK Bible Talk episode page. And on there, you'll be able to, um, to keep the archives from the, the, the newest show, going back to the latest show. Um, you, you can check any of our shows that we've done there. Um, going all the way back to February 10th, 2010. Going back to February 10th, 2010. Come on, on the anniversary, anyway. Um, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. So... Welcome, welcome. Uh, and the purpose of our show is to, to present Bible history. Now, the purpose of our show is to bring out Israelite Bible history. Um, and as you, uh, if, if, if you've checked this out before, you know that we, we go through, um, we have several teachers on, on, our, on our platform, on our, on our podcast. Uh, we have the brother Tazapah, who does Tazapah Tuesdays. Um, do yourself a favor, check him out. Um, that brother has got some excellent topics, extra history class that he goes through. I mean, he does a really great job with that. Um, him and his wife, Hasadiah, as a matter of fact. They do that show pretty much every Tuesday. Uh, you definitely want to check them out. <clears throat> and that's um, from Central Standard Time, which is, you know, Texas, uh, uh, Texas time. That's, that starts at 10 a.m. Every, um, every Tuesday. And then we have the Brother Bada Bad, uh does uh, uh, Friday Bible breakdowns um, every Friday night. Uh, starting at 7 p.m., uh, uh, he's going through uh, uh, Bible talk, Bible breakdowns. Just, just, just open up his, his notebook and go through topics. And then uh, on the remaining days of Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, uh, I'm sorry, from Monday to Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, it's you got me, Mashaba, um, and these shows are from 10 a.m. to 12 a.m. Again, that's, that's Central Standard Time or Texas Time. San Antonio time, you have to adjust to wherever, whatever uh, locale you might be in if you want to listen to the show live. Um, if you'd like to catch one of the archive shows, uh, which uh, just because you work or whatever might be going on, uh, we, are, we have a 
We have our shows uploaded to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, um, under the ISBHBK Bible Talk. We're also under Google Podcasts, under ISBHBK, you guessed it, Bible Talk. And also Podcast Addict, uh, you can catch us at ISBHBK Bible Talk. And also you can catch us on iHeart Radio Podcast. Um, again, ISBHBK Bible Talk. That's when we um, you can keep up with the classes. Um, again, these other podcasts, the, the radio podcast, uh, we're, we're in the works. We're, we're looking into uh, seeing if we can start getting some videos doing, uh, going. Also, um, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna see what happens. Um, but please uh, uh, check us out. Uh, spread the word. Share. Share. Um, there's not really a like and subscribe button to hit, but please share. You know, um, we're just trying to do our part. Trying to help help raise the twelve tribes of the nation of Israel. Um, as you know, the ISBHBK actual school network. We have schools here in San Antonio, Texas, Houston, Texas, Northern Virginia, and also Rochester, New York. And um, uh, to the brothers up there in Rochester right now, uh, I'm I'm seeing that that winter storm is coming through big time. It, 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 it's hitting. So see so y'all brothers up there. Uh, uh, most I continue to be with y'all. Watch out and care for the families and and, and protect y'all. And for the rest of the country, uh, winter is definitely here. Uh, I see some of the winter storm watches sweeping across the nation, uh, dropping loads and loads of snow. And all that, that, that rain they dropped over, I think California, the flood and everything, which to us as Israelites is a good thing because um, it shows that the prophecy of the, uh, of the Bible is coming true. The earthquakes in diverse places, the, the, the uh, weather anomalies, if you will, the severe weather extremes is, is taking place. Um, music to our ears because and 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 food for our eyes as we scriptures are actually starting to, uh, they're taking place they're coming true and um, I haven't gone into it today but this morning before uh, when I woke up I was checking on ABC News live on Hulu and <laughs> I guess I guess today is is the day that America's supposed to settle its debts. <laughs> America's supposed financial debts. I, I didn't think it was possible, um, and obviously it's not for for the for the multi-trillion dollars that it, that it owes. But I, I guess the, the government's about to go bankrupt again um, if something if something isn't isn't done. And as we see the the, the price of, of everything rising and going up, come on, brother says we're paying eleven dollars for for a carton of, for some eggs, eleven damn dollars. All I can say is thank you, thank you, God, thank you, God that this, that this is happening. Um, as, as I've been talking with the brother Tazapai and the brother Bonabad, you know, I, I keep just being reminded that there was ten plagues that hit Egypt. There were ten plagues that hit Egypt, and and the purpose of the Most High hitting those the, hitting Egypt with those particular plagues that He did, the, the Scripture tells us that the Most High was attacking the gods of Egypt. Um, that for for the, the Nile God, the, the Sun God, the um, um, the different gods that that the Egyptians based their technology and their power and their wealth um, uh, and their society to, they had a lot of Israelites caught up into their society. That's the best way I want to say it. Um, and and look at to uh, the Egyptians as being the the the, the super body, the superpower of the earth at the time. 
uh, because of his guys, his technology, it's 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 the the wisdom of uh, of the Egyptians. That a lot of our people, while we were in that Egyptian captivity, they really looked to Egypt for all the answers, uh, for 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 everything. So for God to uh, send the, the plagues that He sent to Egypt was to show that yeah, it might be the, the world's man's uh, superpower on the earth, but it's a higher power. There's a most high power. And for each plague, that was designed not only to, to show that the most high, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was more powerful than anything that mankind could put on the earth, but also to, to, to drive the Israelites to gather together in the land of Goshen. And as you remember, the, the Egyptian, we were spread all throughout the Egyptian empire uh, looking for work, uh, trying to sustain ourselves in, 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 that, in that economy. Um, uh, what do you call that? The uh, um, cost of living. Just trying to keep it with the cost of living there in, in at that time in, in, in Egypt. It had the Israelites spread out throughout all the entire empire of Egypt. And, and mind you, the Egyptian empire wasn't just Cairo, brother and sister. It wasn't just Cairo where we see um, we see it's three uh, three of the pyramids. It was the Egyptian empire stretched from Egypt. Um, through Ethiopia, um, uh, up through Saudi Arabia, and up into the Middle East. It, it was, the Egyptian Empire was was an empire. It was very significant. It was huge. And we had been scattered throughout the Egyptian Empire for the Egyptian navies, the Egyptian um, uh, uh, agriculture. Um, we we it, Egypt was significant. So for each of the plagues that kept hitting the Egypt, it was to keep driving the Israelites to finally come to come together uh, in the land of Goshen. Uh, what, what, that's where our safety was. That's where our safety was. That as long as we, we still tried to live the Egyptian society, the Egyptian lifestyle, um, we, were, we were playing, we were touched with those plagues. Excuse me, excuse me. We were touched with those plagues. But it, it, it took the most side of the attack, each of the, the, the economy, if we look at it. Each of the gods, you, see, you look at each of the plagues that, that hit the Egyptians, it was either hitting the agriculture, meaning the food, or it was hitting the economy. Um, and, and with each strike, that was driving the Israelites to have to come back to come, come together that we as Israelites had to gather ourselves together. Like, like Zephaniah chapter 2, verse 1 says, gather yourselves together, yea, gather together, O nation that desire. Uh, before the decree brings forth, before the day passes the shaft, before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you, that um, it took those type of, of situations um, for Israelites to gather ourselves together in Goshen. Um, and we can see that it, it, it's going to be a lot of the, the, that same process is, is going to be required here in America, um, in, in, in these, the modern Egypt, this modern Babylon, that it's got to be a lot more of these incidents happening with, with the economy being reckless, with the uh, cost of inflation uh, shooting up through the roof, um, with, with jobs. They're saying that, that with this, this latest government um, 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 financial meltdown, whatever, that there's going to be even more jobs. People are going to be losing more, more jobs. Which is going to take that for us as, as Israelites. And I'm talking about so-called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, 
North American Indians, similar Indians, Argentinians, Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, and so-called Mexicans. I'm talking about those people um, uh, and for the 12 tribes that have been scattered to the four corners of the earth in every nation. It's going to take these type of events to make us come together. It's going to take these type of events uh, for us to stop seeking American citizenship, stop seeking to try to be American and, and, and be partakers of the, the capitalist society, um, uh, to be individuals, to just have our own, um, and, and that, that, that has to apply charity, alms, um, uh, t- towards, towards one another. Um, you look at one of the parables of Christ. I'm going to paraphrase all these parables and these things because I want to get you to read it. We got a lot of reading going on today, brothers and sisters. But when you go back and, and consider uh, one of the parables of Christ, talking about um, that in, in, in the end, uh, when he comes, he's going to gather all nations. He's going to set the, the sheep on his right hand and the goats on the left. And he'll say to those sheep, uh, come, you blessed my father. Because uh, when I was when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was uh, naked, you gave me clothes. When I was um, homeless, you, you gave me a place. And I'm paraphrasing. And it says, the, then said the right to say to him, Christ, when do we ever see you in that situation that we did, it to, did that to you? And he's going to say that as much as you did to one of these one of these little ones, you give them out to me. Enter down to my, into into my joy. Um, and then we look at he says to the left, the ones on his left, the goats. He says, "Depart from me, you evil men, because when I was hungry, you, you didn't feed me. When I was when I was naked, you didn't clothe me. When I when I was sick, you didn't visit me. When I when I was um, without, you, you didn't give a damn." And it says the the the, the goats, the wicked, are gonna say, "When did we see you, Christ? When did we ever see you in that situation that we just ignored you?" And he's going to say, for as much as you ignore one of these little ones who does believe in me, you've done it to me also. Uh, depart to the everlasting um, uh, darkness and the, and, and, and the abyss. That as we're going to be in these times where the love of men is, is, is waxing cold, uh, the, uh, selfishness and greed is, is, um, and survival, survivalism is going to be the, the whole key. That I got to do whatever I got to do to survive. I got to do whatever I got to do for me and my family to eat. Besides God's righteousness, besides alms, charity, um, forgiveness, uh, turning the other cheek, um, uh, esteeming others uh, better than myself, um, instead of seeking my own riches, uh, seek not after your own riches, but seek that, that for everybody else. Um, that as, as, as we go back and look again, Acts chapter, the fourth chapter, that for the famine that had struck um, at that time, it um, Antioch, how the Israelites came together and secured, they secured each other. And for those who had lands, who had, had, had what have you, they sold the land and brought the, the money to the apostles' feet for distribution to be made to everybody. Then we come to those times, there's going to be a lot of people that have such the American capitalist mentality stuck in their minds that it's just going to be about me and mine. It's going to be all about me. It's going to be about me and mine. And that's going to be the ruin of a lot of Israelites. But these plays are going to keep happening. These plays will keep happening um, to keep driving Israelites together, to keep driving Israelites together until we get the 144,000 that are going to be sealed and actually be like Christ. Um, and and, and uh, uh, how many times shall our brother trespass against me, against the me, and I forgive him? Until seven times? No, I tell you until 70 times seven. 
the Beatties. Um, if that brother uh, strike down the one cheek, offer him the other also. Um, bless them that curse you. Uh, bless them who, or, who persecute and say all manner of evil against you. For they did the same thing to the prophets. Um, when they separate you from their company. That for those brothers and sisters that, that are going to endure that, where it says the love of men is going to wax cold, but he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. That us going through these type of things, not us, but for these these, these predicaments that, that is, is being faced before us, are we going to turn to the scriptures and continue to apply the scriptures and apply Christ, or are we going to be such in a desperate mentality of survival that we'll do it at any means necessary, by all means necessary, that I'm going to do what it takes to survive that doesn't require me having to give. It doesn't require me having to be charitable or to love my neighbors or love myself, uh, but to be the victim or to be the, the again, using the world's wisdom. If I, if I help you out, I ain't going to have enough of me and mine. You know? So, again, kind of bittersweet. Kind of bittersweet when, when we think about these things. Um and and, and and kind of look at look, look what's going on. Uh, that's the best thing I can say. Bittersweet, bittersweet, bittersweet. All right, brothers and sisters. Uh, as everybody does know, I, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to cleanse. I'm 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 on uh, some some herbal cleansers. And today, at least, it's, it's a little bit sooner, a little bit sooner, <laughs> a little bit sooner. But it's starting to come out like like clockwork. I need to take a, a brief intermission. Um, to, to uh, handle this business real quick, and then we're going to jump right into Judges chapter um, chapter eight. All right, we're going to continue with, with, with Gideon. Let me go ahead. I can give this, this introduction now. We're going to, we're going to continue with uh, part two of this, the history of Gideon. Um, for those that this might be your first time checking in, or you ain't checked in for a while, um, the series the, the series I'm doing right now is about biblical salvation. All right. Um, that as we're in these times, like, you know, I was just discussing, like, like the place that hit uh, ancient Egypt and a lot of the, the things that are taking place um, today in modern Egypt, modern uh, day America, modern day Babylon the Great, that it's going to be a lot of, of, of things that hit the economy, that hit our food. Uh, remember, Christ told us going to be famines, wars, and rumors of wars and that will be taking place before, he, before his return. There's great persecu- another great persecution of, of those uh, that believe in Christ, uh, uh, Bible believers. It, it's it's going to get hectic, y'all. It's getting it's getting it's getting kind of hectic. It's going to get real hectic, y'all. Um. So in that, a lot of people are concerned about their salvation by being saved, uh, which 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 is which is normal. Which everybody should be concerned about uh, salvation. Everybody should be concerned with how to be saved. That should be on, 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 in everybody's mind. But in, in being on everybody's mind, we have to understand and look at biblical salvation. What, what did God mean by saving people? What does the Bible describe as, as salvation? And the, the scripture we've been anchoring off of is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, um, which says, and from a child... Thou, thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, uh, which are able to make thee wise to salvation um, and to give thee faith in Jesus Christ. Um, I kind of paraphrase that also, but what we're extracting out of that Scripture right now is 
the scriptures, the Holy Scriptures, are able to make you wise to your salvation. And having to kind of meditate and kind of, kind of, kind of dive into that scripture a little bit, that 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 verse a little bit, and that what scriptures were around when when Paul wrote that that letter to Timothy. What scriptures were around? The only scriptures that were around at that time to be able to make make Timothy wise unto salvation will be what we know as the Old Testament, the Old Testament and the Apocrypha. So if we really want to get the wisdom about salvation and we want to be able to make the right decisions towards salvation, about biblical salvation, it requires then that we go study biblical salvation. How did God save people in the past? Did he save people in the past? If he did, what people and why? What were the circumstances? What was going on? Yeah, we know the things written the four time, Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Things written the four time, they written for our learning. Um, uh, Psalms 102, 18, I believe it is, 118, 102, um, that this will be written for the generation to come, uh, that we might be able to praise God. Um, Isaiah 34, 16, search the scriptures. Uh, I'm sorry, seek the out of the book of the Lord and read. Um, no one of these shall fail. Message one her mate. Um, uh, St. John uh, 7.39, search the scriptures. Um, friend of me, seek you have eternal life. And there they will testify of me that if we're going to get to that point of eternal life, we have to search the scriptures. We have to go back and study and read the Old Testament. Um, 2 Timothy 2.15, study, show yourself approved unto God. A word with me is not to be ashamed. Rightly, rightly dividing the word of truth. We've got to go back to the scriptures. We have to go back to the Old Testament. And now see, and, and to get a perspective on when God saved, what were the circumstances, who, who was it involving, what they had to do, and when. If we don't go back and see those things, then the work that we're doing will be in vain. The, the efforts that, that people are putting in to try and ensure their salvation, um, they, they're going to be the wrong works. You, you're going to be doing the wrong, the wrong thing. With all sincerity in your heart, it can be there, but God's not going to – does God save? On sincerity alone, and yes, I understand uh, God uh, uh, was saved through grace. I've I completely got that, but if we don't understand what was happening in the Old Testament and what grace did God give the people in the Old Testament, what did they have to do? What's the something they had to do to obtain God's grace in order to be saved? We have to search for the Old Testament talks about. The Old Testament photographer, we have to search out what the Bible said. We got to do, we have to read, right? We have to read. Um, hence, you know, the ISBHBK Bible talk. We got to let the Bible do the talking, right? We've got to let the Bible do the talking. So last episode that we did uh, of, of this series was not Monday, because that was, that was MLK's uh, birthday. Tuesday. I'm, there's so many days running together. Um, man, I think Brother Telfar did do it. No, Tuesday, um, uh, we didn't have a class Tuesday because the Brother Telfar had, had to work because we're, we're in captivity still. Um, Wednesday had a doctor's appointment, and today being Thursday. Right? Today is Thursday. Listen, I, forgive me. I, who? Today is Thursday, January 19, year 2023. Yeah, today is, today is Thursday. Today is Thursday. So 
we were going over about uh, we're going through the Book of Judges, and we're researching and studying and reading up on the saviors that God has sent to the children of Israel. When we go back and read uh, Nehemiah chapter nine verse twenty-seven, it tells us that um, many times the Israelites were delivered to the hand of our enemies and went into captivity, um, but we came, we confessed to the Lord our God, um, cried unto Him, and then the Lord would always send saviors. It literally says the word saviors, who would, who would, uh, uh, deliver us from the hand of all who vexed us and hated us and hated us. So we're taking that and we're kind of dissecting that Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 27. By going through a study of, of the different um, uh, uh, judges, found in the book of Judges, uh, from Judges chapter, uh, in, in the book of Judges. And uh, we've gone through from, from Joshua, who brought the Israelites into the promised land, and then after his death. And the Israelites did, did, did evil in the sight of the Lord, and we went to captivity under uh, the king of Mesopotamia, Kushan, king of Mesopotamia. Um, and right now, the, the actual dates, forgive me, uh, uh, are gone. But we, in that captivity, in that, in that, in that, um, uh, in that slavery, that we had to go undergo with the, the uh, King Kushan of Mesopotamia, uh, the Lord sent. We, we came together. We repented as a nation, and the Lord sent a savior. That first savior, deliverer, or judge was Othniel. Then after Othniel. Um, uh, we stayed straight for a little while un- under his rulership. Then he died, and we fell back to wickedness and evil again, and we went to captivity under uh, the Moabites. Um, we came back to our senses, uh, confessed to God what we did wrong uh, to God, how we went against God. Um, we asked him for deliverance. God heard our prayers um, upon those steps being taken, and he sent Ehud, who delivers from the Moabites. Then we got to, um, there's a, a judge who reigned for about a year named Shamgar. Uh, then we got to uh, Deborah, uh, Barak and Deborah, and the Midianites. Uh, we kept under, under the, the Midianites. But then Lord raised up Barak and Deborah. Um, again, we did evil in the sight of the Lord. We stopped following his law, his commandments. Uh, we stopped loving each other. We stopped having charity towards one another. And we got very greedy, very greedy. Um, and it worsened me to being like the, the, the people of, of, of the nations around us. And we went in captivity again. And then that's when the Lord sent uh, Deborah and Barak, Barak and Deborah, I keep saying it wrong, uh, uh, to uh, deliver us uh, from that captivity, from that slavery. They passed away. And Shortly thereafter, Israel went right back to doing evil in the sight of the Lord again. We went right back to following the, the, the ways of the nations to where now the the Lord had to raise up Gideon during the time of let me go back to my notes, brothers and sisters, just to get, it, get my head back together again. The Midianites. This was the Midianites. Um and we went over that. We went, we went over um, uh, our last Thursday night, Thursday class, Thursday afternoon class, of a, a Thursday morning class about Gideon and how the Lord had, had um, taken Gideon and 300 men uh, against the Midianites and all the, the, the people of the East. 
I'm answering somebody. But we did it on Thursday, and we're going to, we're going to pick up with the story of Gideon again because there's a lot more reading we want to, want to get into. There's a lot more reading, a lot more history uh, uh, we, we want, to, want to get revealed. Um, just reminder, though, as we're dealing with the topic of salvation and being saved, I do want everybody to go back and think about or, or, or go back and read. Um, when Gideon and the 300 went against this, 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 this great-sized army, 300 men going, going up against, it was basically about uh, – It was more than 150,000 man, 150,000 man army that Gideon was going against, and we're going to get to that in the reading. We'll get to the Josephus today. Um, that's not counting how many of the the men of this army that that was against the Israelites at this time, oppressing the Israelites, that came to war against us. How many of them died in, in, in that battle and killing, killing themselves? And we, we're going to get into that as we get into the Josephus today. I just want to bring, bring a little spotlight to the fact that as we read about what the Gideon and the 300 men did, remember Gideon divided his, the 300 men into three companies, a company of, uh, each one containing 100 men. And they had a, uh, a, a horn in their right hand. And a ladder, a lantern in their left hand as they rode through the, 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 the camp of this army that, w- that, w- that was pushed against them. Now, just to get the middle picture of that, brothers and sisters, if you got your, 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 a horn in one hand, your right hand, and you're blowing the horn, and yelling, and in your left hand you're holding a lantern. What weapon are you able to yield? What sword are you able to yield? What 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 shield are you able to put it on your arm to protect yourself? None. And you ran into an army that was well over 150,000. We we went into the numbers of how many people actually died. And that they killed themselves. That there were so many people from, from so many different nations that was there at this battle to, to consume Israel that they didn't understand each other and they wound up killing, killing themselves. That the, the Moabites started killing the, 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 the Amalekites who started killing the, the, the Ammonites who started killing the, the, uh, the Midianites. So everybody that was gathered, they all wound up turning against each other against 300 men riding through the camp with a horn in one hand and a lantern in the other. All that was done, God wanted that done to show that not only were the numbers ridiculously stacked against the Israelites, the Israelites went into this war without a weapon. The only weapon they had was the belief that God said he was going to deliver this, this, this people. He was going to free the Israelites from captivity and deliver the, this army into the Israelites' hands. I, I just want to stress on these things that because a lot of Israelites are, are into this thing right now, um, which 
It's about quote unquote using wisdom, and they're arming themselves with, with with so many weapons, with so many so many guns, so many bullets. Um, and they're thinking that 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 conventional warfare is going to be the key to their salvation. That it's going to be from the amount of 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 arms and weapons and guns and, and ammunition and 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 survival tactics from Bear Grylls or from from Les Stroud or or, or whoever. Um, that that's what this is going to take to survive the coming apocalypse, to survive the coming Armageddon. And brothers and sisters, again, if we're not studying the Old Testament to see how things were done, when all we're left is like for the wisdom of this world, well, how do the nations of this world fight? How do the nations of this world um, operate? Then we need to do the same type of things if we want to ensure our survival. We want to ensure our, our, our existence. Well, that, that's not what people had to use back in the day. When we're dealing with the topic of salvation, when the Lord saved the Israelites, it was purely based on, first off, we understood why we were in captivity. We were sinning against God as a nation. We were doing evil in the sight of God. That's first off. We got to get that out the way. Second, we would confess that, that these are things that we were doing. And then the Lord would raise up a, a deliverer, a, a savior. And the Lord would work through that particular person. At one time, it was Barack and Deborah. Um, and and, and, and um, uh, this, the other uh, Kenite woman who actually drove the stake through uh, Jabin's skull to actually put him to death. That the Lord would use the most in, unconventional tactics of war, to overcome a war, to show that it was about him. He was Israel's peace and protection and, and, and everything. That we truly had to work on Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7. When our ways please God, he will make our enemies be at peace with us. That the key being, are we pleasing God? The reason we're in captivity is because we weren't pleasing God. Now, if we want to be free from captivity as a nation, are we pleasing God? Are we pleasing God? Are we doing what he wants? So we're dealing with Gideon. So let me take this, anim- this, this small animation break. Um, we're dealing with Gideon, and when I come back, we're jumping in. We're, we're gonna, we, we'll be starting at Judges chapter 8. We're going to read the whole 8th chapter of Judges. Right? We're going to read the whole 8th chapter of Judges um, when I return. All right. So with that, brothers, please give, give me a chance. Let me... Um, and use the restroom. Uh, this intermission, I don't want to say restroom. Let me take a small intermission break, and we're going to continue with Judges chapter eight, and start at verse one. All right. So give me, give me a. Bear with me, please. Give me a little bit of patience. And here we go. Bible. 
Greek word, Biblios, many books, taken through the ages, ageless, timeless, prophets, apostles, epistles, the gospel, the righteous, the hostile, the woeful, the wonderful. On the Sabbath days or on Sundays, it's easy to find me. It's most likely up in your churches where I might be. It's millions over this earth who would tell you that they like me. But realistically, half of them take what I say like they just push me off the table like they don't need me. Uh-huh. Look me in my face like they don't see me. What? Granny's off the church and she won't leave me. Then she comes home from church, but she won't read My name King James Version, born in 1611. I was made to teach brethren how to reach the kingdom of heaven. I might not be saying the same thing as your reverend. My purple was broke, but it ain't the way to be living. You probably catch me at your grandma's house, open the Psalms. I was like your grandpa's spouse over in arm. You catch me in a small jailhouse over in Guam. I speak about the hotel from Noah to John. Now I travel through my pages, learn about the ancients. Life and death is in me, but some don't want to hear me. Just use me to conquer many lands. Many men have been slaves for who I am. The saints' blood on their hands. Government attempted to get rid of me and still trying. Society refused to listen to me and still dying. I give counsel to disciples. I can still grind to remind them that the place they want to be is still trying. bookshelf missionary. I could school the school books plus Dr. Seuss in the dictionary. What's written is power. I'm sitting in the parlor. I'm the only book closed, but I open at any hour. It's always an happy head kid with a gold tooth with his hand on my head saying he swear to tell the whole truth. Yo, dude, they got me on the show called Dusty living godly. But don't nobody trust me. I teach about the old trails, mortars the bomb, seven plagues, seven seals, soldiers the swarm, rage in the field, soldiers, storms, the comings, the horns, you've been warned. A lot of preachers want me on their team just to make a profit when all I want to do is give you words of the sacred prophets so my creators can see believers making progress. I warn them of the dangers and loving material objects. Open me up. Pray to the God of all men, the God of Jacob, Isaac, the God of Abraham. May open up his plan why he came as a man. Got 12 and spread his truth to every nation through the land. Yo, we kicked the you was once sober. But you won't show my name, cause when your friends came, you keep turning my front over. What's this on my back? Use me as a cup coaster, come closer, let me do my job like I'm supposed to. Yo, bro, it's 66 books in me, good and plenty. But up north, they rip out pages to puff sense But the saints study intensely, cause the riches in me. But to the wicked, I ain't looking And you can run around wildin', looking in the sky. Or you can read me, choose life or die. Who's right but I, man, a two for an eye. The water's broke loose, now the fire's gonna fry. I'm the Bible. I'm the Bible. I hold the keys to survival. I'm here to strengthen God's saints and the Lord is I'm the Bible. I'm the Bible. I'm telling you, stop serving these idols. Ain't no other God, the Lord holding that title. I'm the Bible. I'm the Bible. Original Holy Scrolls come for lonely souls with the oracles of the moral code. I'm the Bible. I'm the Bible. I'm trying to save many men, but any who pretend his kingdom, they won't be getting them. I'm the number one selling book of all time. I done made billions. But if the people don't understand, I ain't happy. So come get with me, sit with me, and I'm going to show you mysteries.
the sun and smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. Yahweh shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. Yahweh shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Alright, alright, alright. Gonna learn today. Alright, alright, alright. Gonna learn today. Alright, 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 alright. Thank you for your patience. Pre- appreciate that. Alright, cool. So let's go ahead and get, and get to uh, today's reading. Um, what's the book of Judges, uh, chapter eight, verse one? Book of Judges, chapter eight, verse one. And what we're picking up at is from where. Uh, the three hundred, the three hundred men had 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 um, defeated the Midianites. Had defeated them. Uh, um, had, had, let me say it specifically. Even, 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 I mean, literally, had ran through the camp of the uh, of the Midianites. Literally, we ran through the camp of the Midianites, and uh, now the whole army is, is the, the Midian army and, and the, the 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 nations that came with them. They're in all confusion, and now they're running. They're, they're running. That that uh, it's in total disarray and disorder. Okay, um, and, and again, the Lord uh, caused a great victory to happen, and the three hundred men that were with Gideon, all they had in their hands was a trumpet and a lantern, and the Lord did this to show He is the power. Who's the power? The most high is the power. Who's the power? God is the power. 
Cool. So cool. So we're in Judges chapter 8, starting at verse 1. We, 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 we're reading, brothers and sisters. We're going to do some reading. So Judges chapter 8, verse 1. And it, it, it starts off, uh, Gideon defeats uh, Zabah and Zamuna. All right? So Judges chapter 8, verse 1. And it says, And the men of Ephraim said unto him, Why hast thou served us thus, that thou called, called us not, when thou wentest to fight with the Midianites? And they did chide with him sharply. So when, when this victory uh, happened, to, uh, took place, there's this war taking place, and Gideon is now chasing. It, it, get this picture. 300 men are chasing 150,000 men. If you can put that, get, get that in, in your hands. 300 men are chasing 150,000 men. And they don't, they don't call the Gideon has sent, sent messages for us to get some other Israelites uh, to come together now to partake in this victory. But now the tribe of Ephraim, Israelites, today we call, uh, consider the so-called Puerto Ricans, <coughs> they're angry with Gideon that they weren't called earlier. And they're about to go to war with Gideon for, for, for him, for Gideon not calling them to come to this battle, come to this war. Now, I can only imagine Ephraim. You know, one of the things that we, we go through as Israelites, um, we all often quote to one another um, is, is, but in a more correct way, when Cain said to, to God in, in a very sarcastic, snobbish, snidish manner, am I my brother's keeper? <laughs> um, saying in, in a way like, what, am I supposed to really be looking out for my brother? I don't know. Cain's response to God well, in that was, I'm not, I'm not responsible for my brother. I'm also going to watch out to him. I'm not, why are you coming to me like this? So a lot of times we, we will ask each other and we'll put, we'll put it out there to one another. And my, my brothers keep it like, yeah, I'm supposed to be looking out for my brothers. We're supposed to be looking out for one another. How is it that, that Ephraim did not know what was going down? How, how, how oblivious or how self-absorbed was the tribe of Ephraim that they didn't know that, this, that any of this was going down? And they, they want to get mad? It's on almost some self-righteous um, um, or denial type of type of situation that that you supposed to let us know. What happened to a brother looking out for a brother? What about for a tribe looking for a tribe? Now all of a sudden y'all just y'all were just oblivious, and now you want to act like you mad at, at Gideon because he called and asked you for your help, and you didn't know. Anyway, verse 2, Judges chapter 8, verse 2, and he said, and he said unto them, what have I done now in comparison of you? Is not the gleaning of the grapes of Ephraim better than the adventures of Abiazar? Like, for all that y'all have, and even for the reward of this victory, that, that, that the spoils that y'all are able to get, you're really going to try to act like you're mad at me now? Y'all, like, y'all, like, like, I cut you out of the prosperity. Like, 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 I, I, like, you didn't get a part of this victory. Verse, th- verse three. The Most I delivered into your hands the princes of Midian, Oreb and Zeb. And what was I able to do in comparison of you? Then their anger was abated toward him when he, when he, uh, when he had said that. Now again, now the tribe of Ephraim. The, the warrior men, the warriors, the soldiers of Ephraim, obviously they had weapons and they had swords. 
um, to be able to go in now actually to defeat uh, the Prince of Midian, Orab, and Ziav. But remember, this is still Gideon with his 300 with, the, with trumpets and lanterns in their hands. 300 men. Verse 4. And Gideon came down to, to Jordan and passed over. He and the 300 men that were with him faint, yet pursuing them. They were tired. Okay, remember, um, they attacked the, the they, they, they ran into the Midian army. It was, it was at night. It was at night. So they've been up the, the whole day, that whole night, ran through the, through the army, and they're pursuing out this army. They're tired. Understandably, these brothers are tired. During the men, they're tired. But they're still, they're still going. They're still going. <laughs> For real, right? A few good men. A few good men. Judges chapter 8, verse 5. And he said unto them, and he said unto the men of Sakai, Give, I pray you, loaves of bread unto the people that follow me, for they be faint. And I am pursuing after Zabah and Zamuna, king of Midian, kings of Midian. Midian. So Sakath, in doing the research, Sakath was a city of, of Gad, all right? And it was, um, uh, doing some of the research, this was also a place that Jacob had stopped on his way back from Padanaram. Um, on his way back from Padanaram, he stopped here and fed his cattle, right? And that's why Sakata means boost. That's why, why he got his name. But this was now in the territory of, 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 of the Gadites. Right, of, the, of the tribe of Gad. And he's asking them now for some help, uh, to, to, for his, to, to help his 300 men. Um, check this out, y'all. If, if we, the Israelites, there are no Israelites. And, and just the reply of the Gadites now. First, the Ephraimites want, want to catch an attitude. Um, and now check out how, how the, uh, the, the people of uh, Sakai, um more Israelites, how, how they treat their brothers. Verse 6, And the prince of Sakar said, are, are the hands of Zabah and Zamun now in, in, in thine hand, that we should give bread unto, unto thine army? They're like, do you realize how big the, the armies of Zabah and Zamuna are? That now if we help you out, what's going to come back on us? It's just 300 of y'all. It's 150,000 of them. No, we can't help you. We have to use wisdom. You know, we have to use that wisdom now. We got we to look out for ours. Keep it moving. Verse 7, Jeshua verse 7. And Gideon said, Therefore, when the Lord had delivered Zabah and Zamuna into my hand, then I will tear your flesh with the thorns of the wilderness and with briars. Uh, paraphrasing, short term, I will come back and whoop y'all asses. When, I, when, when the Lord gives me this victory, I come back here and I'm going to whip your ass. Literally, you, you know, like, like, like for, for those of us that grew up with those type of parents, the, you, you get, get beat with a switch. You had to go to a tree limb, break up that, 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 that good branch, that green, fresh branch, uh, peel the leaves off of it, and it cut the air. And that's what we use to whip your ass? Whatever, whatever was going on that you had going on, the punch was at the point now. You can get hit with that switch. This is essentially what 
But Gideon is saying to his brothers, the tribe of Gideon, y'all, y'all ain't going to help? Cool. Not a problem. Like, like some real brothers, right? True siblings. When I get back here, I'm going to whoop your ass. <laughs> I, I ain't going to kill you. When I get back here, I'm going to whoop your ass. All right? Verse 8. Judges chapter 8, verse 8. And he went up, to, and he went up thence to Penuel. And speaking to them likewise. And the men of Penuel answered him as the men of Sakath had answered him. Penuel, and he would just be uh, uh, Panya Allah, which means face of God. Penuel is where Jacob actually wrestled with the angel uh, on his return back to uh, um, from Padanaram uh, with his whole family and everything, um, uh, getting ready to face Esau. He was left by himself. And he actually had to wrestle with an angel. And upon wrestling with an angel, and, and his name changed from Jacob to, to Israel, he named the place uh, Panyala, uh, uh, Penuel, uh, meaning the face of God. So again, now at this time, this is inhabited by Israelites also. All right? Check it out. Verse 9. And he spake, and he spake also unto the men of Penuel, saying, When I come again in peace, I will break down this tower. Like y- y'all think y'all are defending? Y- y'all good? Wait till I get back here. Verse 10. Now, Zeba and Zamuna were in uh, Karkor, and their hosts with them, about 15,000 men, all that were left of all the hosts of the children of, of the east. For there fell 120,000 men that drew sword. Are y'all hearing these numbers? 120,000 men that drew sword without had been put to death to where they're down to 15,000 men, 15,000. That's what, 120 plus 15, 135,000 people was, was this army that, that 300 went up against? That 300 went up against. I guess some, some some other numbers. I I, I messed my, my my math up. Three hundred men went up against one hundred and forty thousand men. Where's my calculator? Give me one second, y'all. I, I know y'all think, but sorry, sure, I, I, I already had this done. Yeah, but y'all know me. It wouldn't be right if I didn't, you know, do it this way. So let's take 135,000 divided by 300, 450. So that would average out to each one of these theater men would have to take out, by, by the numbers, each man would have to have taken out 450 men. Each one of these, these men in Gideon's army would have had to have taken out 450 men each on average. If the Lord had not been with, with these men who went into the battle with a trumpet and a lantern, this wasn't going to happen. Let me let me let me let me go there. Let me go there. Um, 
They were down to 120,000, so 120 divided by 300. That's 400 men. That would average that. They didn't take out 400 men. Each. That means that, that it would average out to that each one of these men would have taken, had, had to have taken out 400 men by himself to get their army down to 15,000. I, ho- I hope I'm, I'm doing the justice. I, I'm trying to paint this picture and get, get some understanding. That, no, that, 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 no. And when I say no, meaning if God hadn't been with, 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 with this army that went into this battle with only a trumpet, trumpets, and lanterns, there is not any conventional warfare that that is how you would go into this type of battle and, and win at these odds. The only way that can happen is if your God is with you. That's the only way. Reading on, y'all. Reading on. Judges chapter 8, verse 11. And Gideon went up uh, by, by the way of them that dwelt in the tents on the east of, the, of Nobah and uh, Jogbiha, Jogbiha and smote the host, for the host was secure. So obviously Gideon got some, got, they got they, they, some weapons now. Uh, Judges chapter 8, verse 12. And when Ziba and Zamuna fled, he pursued after them. And took the two kings of Midian, Zeba and Zamuna, and discomfited all the host. And Gideon, the son of jo- uh, Joash, returned from the battle before the sun was up. Goodness, before the sun was up. Wow. This, this, this I, I, I promise you, brothers and sisters, I, I read this earlier, but this verse is just not sticking out to me. Remember, the battle started that night. Now, I don't think it was the same night. Now, I don't think it was the same night. The travel, the distance that they traveled, nah, nah. Because his, his men would be faint, true enough, understanding, but they, had, they kept pursuing and kept going. And then to be able to, to get some bread or whatever, it, it had to be more than just, just that one night. Uh, okay, let it go. Verse 14. Uh, Judges chapter eight, fourteen, and caught a young man of the uh, and caught a young man of the men of Sakat, and inquired of him, and he described unto him the princes of Sakat, and the elders thereof, even three score and seventeen men. So a score is twenty. So three score is sixty plus seventeen is seventy-seven uh, men, right? Uh, with the elders. Verse uh, of this city, Judges chapter eight, verse uh, verse fifteen. And he came unto the men of Sakat and said, Behold, Zeba and Zamuna, with whom ye did upbraid me, saying, Are the hands of Zeba and Zamuna now in thine hand, that we should give bread unto you, unto thy men that are weary? Check it out, verse sixteen. That's how you know we Israelites. Verse sixteen. And he took the elders of the city, and thorns of the wilderness, and briars. And with them, he taught the men of Sakai. <laughs> I'm sorry. The image I get in my mind is, is 
when you're taking that old school uh, a belt or even that old school switch and you, that, that parent is hitting you in syllables, didn't I tell you not to do this? What did I say to you that <laughs> Gideon is teaching the elders <laughs> at the middle of Sakai with these briars and these thorns? He, he's literally caning them. He's beating them like he's beating them. Not beating, I mean, I mean beating, taking a whooping. That, that, that's what I'm looking for. He's giving them a whooping. Verse 17. <laughs> and he beat down the tower of Phanuel and slew the men of the city. Here, they, they really got belligerent, and he really took, he, he went off on them. They, they, a lot of them died. Verse 18. This said he unto Zeba and Zamuna, what manner of men were they whom ye slew at Tabor? And the answer, as thou art, so are they. Each one resembleth the children of a, of a king. They're trying to give a compliment now. Right, man? Um, so after, after coming back and, and paying vengeance and show, showing the men of Sakath and showing the men of Phanuel that he did capture these kings with the assistance of God, and that he punished uh, uh, Sakath and Phanuel, now he's dealing with these two kings. He said, what manner of men were they whom ye slew at Tabor? Like, Describe to me the people of Tabor that y'all killed, that y'all slaughtered. And the answer was, they're, they're like you. They were like you. Each one resembles the children of a king. That they, they were royalty. Yeah, and we slaughtered them. We killed them. They were, digni- they, they, they were dignified. They were magnificent. And yeah, we killed them. Verse 19. And he said, they were my brethren. Even the sons of my mother, as the Lord liveth, if you had saved them alive, I will not slay you. And he said unto Jether, his firstborn, up and slay them. But the youth drew not his sword, for he feared because he was yet a youth. Here's a young man. Now you think that him being with his father at this time and seeing what was going on, seeing what was taking place, as God was with him, but he was, he was, he was young. Now, to be in the army, he had to be at least 20 years old, according to the law, law of Moses. So he was in it, at least he was over the age of 20, but he was young, very little experience. And he wouldn't kill these men. He wouldn't kill these men who killed his, part of his family. Verse 21, then Zeba and Zamona said, rise thou and fall upon us. For as the man is, so is his strength. And Gideon arose and slew uh, Zabah and Zamuna and took away the ornaments that were on their camels' necks. So they were telling, uh, Zeba and Zamuna was was telling uh, Jether, go ahead and kill us. Your father's a strong man. You got to be just as strong. Jether didn't want to do it, so Gideon had to get up and and, and, and took him out. Then after killing them and all the men that were with them, they took the, the, the ornaments, the jewels that were around the camel's necks. And we won't get into that with, in Josephus. Uh, we may get to it here. Gideon's ephod. Um, Judges of Abraham 22. Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, Rule thou over us, 
both thou and thy son, and thy son's son also. For thou hast delivered us from the hand of the Midianites. So here we have, brothers and sisters, in, in keeping with the topic of uh, saviors from, from Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 27, and dealing with salvation here and, and deliverers, that the nation of Israel has dealt with saviors, deliverers, and salvation in our past. That God has always, once Israel came back and repented as a nation, we confessed our sins to the Most High as a nation. We've asked the Most High for forgiveness. He would always send a deliverer, a savior, um, a, a, a judge to save us from whatever captivity we were in, to save us from whatever, uh, whatever bondage we were in. The Israelites, we've been in bondage many times, many, many, many times. All right, these are the steps that it took for the Israelites to be saved out of these different captivities, from these different slaveries. All right. Um, so Gideon has not delivered the Israelites from the, the Israelites from the hand of the Midianites. All right. Uh, Judges chapter verse twenty-three, and Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. Y'all ain't gonna put that on me. The most I can rule over you. I didn't do this. I didn't give you all this victory. It wasn't me. The Lord did it. Can you remember all, all the tests, the several little tests that, that Gideon gave God to prove that God was with him from the fleece. One day the fleece is wet and the ground is dry. And then the, the, the other day the, the ground is dry but the fleece is wet, you know, in, 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 in reversal. That he had to really prove and show that, God, you, are you really with me? Are you really with me in this? Are you going to really, God, are you, are you really going to do this? And, and then God proved and showed him. And even with the, the, the destruction of the, the, Midianite, the Midianite army, God showed him he was with him. So Gideon was not trying to take any credit, not trying to take any praise. Like, yeah, who did this? Me. I did this. So I want to thank, I want to thank me for all the great uh, 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 bravery and courage that it took in the face of adversity um, to dig and, and, and find the will within myself that I made this happen. He wasn't tripping like that at all. He knew who gave this victory. How do you go into this battle with trumpets and, and, and lanterns? You don't. You And remember, Corinthians told us what? The wisdom of this, of this world is foolishness with God. Remember, Paul told us um, the natural man receives not the things of the spirit of God because they're foolish to him. To do, the, to do things, a carnal man, to want to do things the way God does things, would seem foolish. How are y'all niggas going into battle with a, with, with a trumpet and a lantern? Yeah. <laughs> and then, remember, we started with 30,000. Was it 30? 22,000 left. That left 10,000. Then another 9,700 left. So 22,000, over 30,000 over 30, people left the army that was gathered together to fight against the Midianites. To where it got whittled down to 300. To go up against an army with over 100, close to 150,000 people, 140,000 people. Even that is ridiculous to think about. And then you go into the battle with trumpets and, a, and lanterns. 
and you're given the victory over and over armies. Not just a bunch of uh, like like the the, the American uh, troops going into Vietnam fighting and taking out a village of just some rice farmers. <coughs> that 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 the armed United States military government goes into Vietnam, goes to a village, and 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 burns the huts down. Goes in there with with, with the flamethrowers. Goes in there with with M16s. Goes in there with 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 uh, 45s. Goes in there with, with tanks and jeeps and and uh, um, airship fire um, uh, bombs being dropped from 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 aircraft to take out a village of, of, of rice farmers. No. Gideon with 300 men went up against armies, men armed, ready for battle, killers. And the Lord gave the victory. The Lord gave salvation. Judges chapter 24. Judges chapter 24. And Gideon said unto them, I would desire a request of you, that you would give me, give me every man the earrings of his prey. For they had golden earrings because they were Ishmaelites. So because they were Ishmaelites, meaning Arabs, they were Arabs, they had earrings. So we went to war. You didn't, you didn't dress down for war. You dressed up for war because we about to get the victory. That you just know you're going to get the victory. So you went, you went out with jewels. You went out with gold. You went out with your best garments. You didn't put on some ragtag stuff because you don't even get dirty. No. We, the, we used to go to war decked out. So I'm going to be getting saying, like, look, if I'm, if I'm going to get anything, let me get the earrings of the, of, of, of the people that we killed. Let me, let, me get, let me get the earrings. Verse 25. Judge chapter 8, verse 25. And he answered, we were willing to give them. And they spread a garment and they cast therein every man the earrings of his prey. And the weight of the golden earrings that he requested was a thousand and seven hundred shekels of gold. Now, why don't we look this up on, on the internet? Uh, I did a Google search um, in, in averages or whatever. It averaged out to uh, it averaged out to seventy five pounds of gold. A shekel is just over a qu- a quarter of an ounce. A shekel is just over in weight a quarter of an ounce. It takes 16 ounces to make a pound. So to make a pound of gold, and you have something that weighs just 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 over a quarter of an ounce. It's almost 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 a thirtieth of an ounce. But I'm just keeping it at a quarter. Then you would need hell. You would need just you would need four earrings to make an ounce. So that means you would need four, that's an ounce. 16 ounces makes, makes a pound. So 16 times four, right? So 16 times four, if I'm doing my math correctly.
So you need 64 of these earrings. You need 64 of these earrings just to make a pound of gold. And they collected over 75 pounds of gold of just earrings. How much killing was done? How many people, how many of these Arabs, these Midianites and, 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 and Ishmaelites and Ammonites and Amalekites, how many of them were put to death that you collected 75 pounds of gold? And a shekel of gold is just over, just over a quarter ounce of gold. It's just over a quarter ounce. Come on, y'all. I, 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 I hope I'm doing this justice and how I'm trying to, trying, to, trying to relate this and bring this out. That, that, that's a lot. That's how many people have, have, were put to death. That's how many people died. And it started with just 300 men with a candle and a, a, a lantern and a, and a trumpet in their hand. Or a horn, not a trumpet, but a horn. Judge said, verse 26. And the weight of the golden earrings that he requested was 1,700 shekels of gold, besides ornaments. Besides, not even counting the ornaments that came off, off, the, off, the, uh, off the camels. Not even counting that. Just the, just the gold of earrings. Beside the ornaments and the collars, and the collars were were were, were is in going and doing the research. It was then it, it was it was jeweled uh, 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 collars that were on on the other horses and on the camels also. That people went to war with with the with the with the the, the animals would be girded and armored. With real gold, with real jewelry, with real, with real, real, real gold-plated um, armor, real gold-plated uh, jewelry, that all that was collected. It's an purple raiment that was on the kings of, of Midian, and besides the, the the chains that were about their camels' necks. I keep messing this up. I keep on including camels earlier in, 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 this, in, in, in this collection, but they weren't even counted yet. Verse 27. And Gideon made an ephod thereof and put it in, in his city, even in Oprah. And all Israel went thither, a whoring after it, which thing became a snare to Gideon and to his house. Gideon went, remember, he's from the tribe of Manasseh. To be a so-called Cuban, he wasn't supposed to do this. He made an E5. Remember, there was already an E5 that was made for for Aaron, the high priest of Israel. He shouldn't have made this E5, this idol, this golden idol. And if you come back and look at it, had a lot of people today have a lot of a lot of, especially among our people who do the you know the Santeria, the Bruhalia, the Voodoo, whatever. That, that we worship idols. And here Gideon is, one of the heroes of the Bible. He went ahead and took this gold and made this ephod. It became a thing of, of worship among, among, among the Israelites. It became a stumbling block. Reading on y'all, uh, Judges chapter 8, verse 27 again. And Gideon made an ephod thereof and put it in his city, 
even in Oprah. And all Israel went, went there, went thither, hoying after it, which then became a snare to Gideon and to his house. Verse 20, 28. Thus was Midian subdued before the children of Israel, so that they lifted up their heads no more. And the country was in quietness 40 years in the days of Gideon. So from this captivity uh, with the Midianites, let me pull that up, y'all. Let me see if I got that. Um, well, I know I got it, but you can give me a second to pull it up. I, I got this chart on the captivities. I should have pulled this up earlier, but I didn't think I was going to need it, so. Sometimes I hate technology. Sometimes I cannot stand technology. One second, y'all. One second. I just want to get this. As I point this up, so, uh, again, as we're going over and we're rehearsing and, and we're, we're researching and studying and reading about the, 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 how God did send salvation in the past um, uh, uh, in the Old Testament, that salvation that God always sent was always for the, it was for the nation of Israel. It was for the nation of Israel. And, and that he always sent a deliverer or a savior um, or a judge to deliver the Israelites out of captivity. Now, obviously, um, there might have been other people, other nations that were in captivity also um, who did, who, did um, who were freed from the, the slavery or the bondage of, of that power at the time. But we're seeing that it was initiated to give the captivity first initiated to punish who? The Israelites. But then it, be, it became a thing of uh, um, the salvation was now centered around who? The Israelites, right? Sending a deliverer, a savior, was now centered around the Israelites. So we have Othniel, um who freed us from uh, the uh, uh, from King Kushan of Mesopotamia, that was an eight-year captivity. Um, we have, before that, we have Moses who freed us from the Egyptians from a 430-year captivity. After Othniel, we have Ehud, who, who freed us from uh, uh, Moab. Uh, their king was Eglon. That was an 18-year captivity. Shambra uh, um, was, was then a judge. But then we have uh, Barak and Deborah, who freed us from the Canaanites. I, I, I thought I was guessing freed from the Canaanites under King uh, Jabin, that was a 20-year captivity. Um, and then we have Gideon, who freed us from the, the, the Midianites after an eight-year uh, captivity, right, after an eight-year captivity. So, so far, the judges, the saviors, the deliverers that, that were sent to the Israelites because the Israelites sinned against God. And because of our sin and because of our evil and going against the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God would raise up these other nations and put the Israelites in captivity. 
When we come together, let me pull that up. As what the scripture says, Go to Isaiah chapter 33, verse 6. Go to the book of Isaiah chapter 33, verse 6 now. Isaiah chapter 33, verse 6. It says, And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times, and strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. That the strength of our salvation is in the wisdom and knowledge. As in God's wisdom and God's knowledge shall be the stability of our times and the strength of our salvation. Now, where do we find God's wisdom and where do we find God's knowledge? Let's go to Job chapter 28, verse 28. The book of Job, chapter 28, verse 28. The book of Job, chapter 28, verse 28. And and it says, and that's a man, he said, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. And look at this word fear here. Uh, Another word that is translated for fear is the, the reverence. So if I, if I put the word reverence in, into the scripture in Job 20, verse 28, it would now read, And unto man he said, Behold, the reverence of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. Um, another word that they use for, for, for fear is godliness. In Job 20, 28, he says, And unto man he said, Behold, the godliness of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. So to have a fear of God, a reverence of God, and doing the godliness of God, of the Lord, that is wisdom. So if we're going to do things because we fear God, we reverence God, we respect God, that is what wisdom is. And that's what's going to be the stability of our times and the strength of our salvation, the strength of the salvation of the nation of Israel. We can't get around this, brothers and sisters. We can't get around that. That when we do the study and we look, there are two types of wisdom in this universe. There's a godly wisdom and there's a satanic wisdom. The satanic wisdom is always going to be about pleasing yourself, that your wisdom is going to be based on what pleases you. But godly wisdom is what pleases God, regardless of how you think or how you feel. So if we want to be partakers of, of God's salvation, and, and we're looking at who God sent salvation to. God always sent salvation to the nation of Israel when we got our fear, our respect, and we turn back to his godliness, to respecting him and doing things his way. After being godly, confessing that we were wrong, humbling and humiliating ourselves, and confessing that we did wrong, that we went contrary to God. We went against God, and that God went against us. And coming to terms with those things and facing those things, confessing those things, and then asking God for forgiveness, he will always go ahead and now send the Savior. I have yet to read the sinner's prayer anywhere in the Bible. I have yet. All right. When we go to Psalm chapter 111, verse 10, the 111th Psalms, verse 10. Psalm chapter 111, verse 10, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you want to begin to have wisdom, you have to have a fear of the Lord. It can't be based on science. It can't be based on what your mom said, your dad said, your favorite aunt said, your favorite uncle said. It can't be based on some type of superstition that you got built up in your own mind. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
if you don't have a fear of the Lord, you're not really dealing with any of his wisdom. Your, our decision-making ain't going to be based on because we fear God. It's going to be based on what makes us feel good, what motivates us, uh, superstition or what have you. But it's not going to be based on the fear of God, the respect of God. It says, a good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise and do it forever. Let me jump down to some of these other scriptures. Um, Proverbs 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Proverbs 15, 33. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and for honor is humility. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 14. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And it was created with the faithful in the womb. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 16. The fear of the Lord is fullness of wisdom and filleth men with her fruits. Um, I did want to get this. Uh, let's go to Leviticus chapter 26, and verse 40. I did need to get this. Let me catch this up real quick, y'all. Leviticus chapter 26, and verse 40. As we're reading and, and, and we're diving into this, this topic about salvation, that biblical salvation was always based on the Israelites. First off, the Israelites would do evil, do wrong, and sin against the Lord our God. We'd go against his commandments, his statutes, his, his judgments. We would do evil. Then the Lord would put us in captivity. He would put the Israelites in slavery. He put the Israelites in bondage, and we'd be vexed by our enemies. And we would have to come together and confess to the Lord our God what we did and then ask for forgiveness, and then God would send a Savior. God would send a Deliverer. Please follow me now, and let's go to Leviticus chapter 26. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 26. We're going to start at verse 40. Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 40. And he said, if they shall confess their iniquity. Talk about the Israelites. If they shall confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers with their trespass, which they trespass against me, and that they, and that also they have walked contrary unto me. I hope we're kind of absorbing this right now, kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of getting into this. If they, this they is plural. Talk about the nation of Israel. If they shall confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers, that whoever it is we looked up to, whether it was our parents or just, just somebody we looked up to, so we followed their way, we followed their blueprint, wanting to be like them, to achieve their money, their success, their fame, their, 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 their sense of peace, that in doing these things, it was wrong. That in doing those th- these things, trying to find some mental peace, trying to find some 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 financial stability. That in doing those things, we were wrong, and that the people we followed, they were wrong too. No matter how much of a sentiment is there, no matter how much they might have impacted and touched our lives, they were wrong. We were wrong, and they were wrong. Leviticus chapter twenty-six verse forty. And they shall confess their iniquity. 
and the iniquity of their fathers with their trespass, which they trespassed against me. And that also they have walked contrary unto me, that we've been going against God. We've been pleasing ourselves. We have not been doing the things that please God. Verse 41, Leviticus chapter 26, verse 41. And that I also have walked contrary unto them and have brought them into the land of their enemies. That God brought us here to have to face into the land of our enemies. It wasn't our enemy's strength, our enemy's wisdom, our enemy's weapons, our enemy's uh, armies, our enemy's uh, uh, greed, our enemy's racism. Hell, they're, racist. They're, they're our enemies, so hell yeah, they can be racist. It wasn't because of our enemies that, that they got the upper hand on us. No, God was pissed at us and brought us to these conditions because we've been going against God and our fathers and who it is we look up to. We've been going against God. We've not been following his laws, and commandments. We've been following religion. We've been, for the love of money, that we've been doing everything against God. We have not been following God's laws, statutes, and commandments, and judgments. Verse 41, Leviticus 26, 41. And that I also have walked contrary to them, and have brought them into the land of their enemies. That, yeah, God did this. That God did this, so, I, so the pain, the sorrow, the, the things that I've, I've been going through, God brought me here because we have been going against God. Contrary to what religion teaches, I don't care what religion you come from, contrary to that, we have to confess, no. God put me through these things, and God has put us through these things because we have been going against God. Not that we're the victims. Not that we are, are the, um, uh, uh, the, the cruelly uh, 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 persecuted, the wrongfully persecuted. No, we've been going against God. That's why we're in the land of our enemies. Reading on. If then their uncircumcised hearts be humbled, and they then accept of the punishment of their iniquity, then will I remember my covenant with Jacob, and also my covenant with Abraham. Well, I remember, and I remember the land. So the, for as much as people talk about this unrequited love, no, God's love is very conditional. God's love is very conditional. Now, there's some things I'm going to get out of this here. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 4. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 29 through 31. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 29 through 31. Right. Now we're going to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 29 through 31. So this is Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29. It says, but if from this, meaning once we're in, in the land of our captivity and we're, being, we're, in, we're be, being oppressed and enslaved by our enemies, listen to what God says. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29. But if from this, thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. If thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. When thou art in tribulation, verse 30, when thou art in tribulation and all these things will come upon thee, even in the latter days, if thou turn to the Lord thy God and shall be obedient unto his voice, verse 31, for the Lord thy God is merciful. He will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers, 
what you swore to me. All we got to do is, as a nation, come back now and confess that we've been doing wrong. Ask forgiveness. He's ready to save the whole nation like he's done in the past. Right? Like he has done in the past. Let's now go to, and back in this, this, this stuff pattern up, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 1 through 3. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 1 through 3. Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 1. And it reads, now I'm going to look at Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 1. And it shall come to pass, when all these things are come upon thee, the blessing and the curse, which I have set before thee, and thou shalt call them to mind among all the nations where the Lord that God has driven thee. Now, we got to admit, now God has put us here. God has got us going through this because of our sins, because of the sins of the nation of Israel, the sins of the 12 tribes of Israel. This is why we're going through what we're going through. We've been going against God as a nation. Verse 2, and shall return unto the Lord thy God, and shall obey his voice according to all that I command thee this day. Thou and thy children, with all thy heart and with all thy soul, that then the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity and have compassion upon thee and will, and, and will return and will return back to, uh, uh, to the blessing. I, I wasn't able to read all of that. My notes got cut off. But let's go to now and back in that thought process up. Who? Oh. We're going to just a couple more of these because it, it, it's going to. No, let's just go straight there. Daniel chapter 9, verse 3. Let's go to Daniel chapter 9 because I want to read the part. I want to give you part for reading it today, too. Let's go to Daniel chapter 9. We're going to start verse 3. Daniel chapter 9, we're going to start at verse 3. Daniel chapter 9, we're going to start at verse 3. I'm going to start at verse 1. Daniel's prayer for his people. All right, starting Daniel chapter 9, verse 1. And this is Daniel's prayer for the Israelites. Daniel chapter 9, verse 1. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the, the realm of the Chaldeans. All right, so this, this is a... Uh, the person of Medes have now come in, into in rulership, and Darius is now ruling. And Daniel, Daniel's there, verse 2. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years, whereof the, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years uh, in the desolations of Jerusalem. And I set my face unto the Lord, God, to seek my prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Verse 4. And I prayed unto the Lord, my God, and made my confession, and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and, and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandments. Verse 5, we have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled, even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. I hope we're listening. I hope we're listening. We have sinned and have committed, verse 5, Daniel chapter 9, verse 5, we have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled, even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. That what God sees is wrong, but I don't see what's wrong with it. Um, I don't see what's wrong with, with smoking weed. I, I, I really don't. I, I prefer the high of weed than I prefer the, uh, being drunk on some wine. 
That's just my own personal preference. So I don't see what's wrong with it. Regardless of what God's judgment is, I want to go by my own opinion. That's what iniquity is. I'm following my own opinion. I'm following the opinion of, well, my dad didn't see nothing wrong with it. My family's been doing this for years. This is a family tradition. I don't want to see what's wrong with following this tradition. Okay, I understand God says that, but how long, how long ago was the Bible written? That was for those times. That ain't for these times. That we've been following our own iniquities and sinning against God. Verse 6. Neither have we hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets. Uh-oh. We spake in the name of our, in thy name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. Verse 7. O Lord, righteousness belongs unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces as at this day. God, like, like God don't know the difference between right and wrong. But to us, we're confused. We don't know what's right. We, we, we can't tell our, our head from, from our, 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 our butt from a hole in the ground. We are confused. Should we be Baptist, Methodist, Episcopalian? Okay, I'm, I'm an Israelite now, so should I be IOIC? Should I be House of David? Should I be ISUBK? Should I be uh, Yahweh bin Yahweh? We're confused <coughs> as, as at this day. For the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to all Israel that are near and that are far off, to all the countries whither thou hast driven them because of their trespass, which they have trespassed against thee. There's a reason why we've been scattered. And now we don't know, don't know, am I Filipino or am I Israelite? Am I a Spaniard or am I Israelite? Am I, am I really black? Am I really Mexican? Am I really Puerto Rican? Am I really one of the 12 tribes? We've been scattered, so I it, don't know. I just don't know. Verse 8, O Lord, to us belongs confusion of face. To our kings and to our princes, and to our fathers, because we have sinned against thee. That's why we're confused, because we have sinned against the Lord our God. We've never used his wisdom and his knowledge to stay, to keep stability, like Isaiah 33 and 6 says. Verse 9, Daniel chapter 9, verse 9. To the Lord our God belongeth mercies and forgivenesses, though we have rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing, that they might not obey thy voice. Therefore the curse is poured upon us, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. And he has confirmed his words, which he spake against us and against our judges. That judged us by bringing upon us a great evil. For under the whole heaven has not been done as has been done upon Jerusalem. Verse 13. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this evil has come upon us, yet may we not our prayer before the Lord our God, that we might return, that we he might that we might turn from our iniquities and understand thy truth. Verse 14. Therefore, therefore, hath the Lord watched upon the evil and brought it upon us. 
For the Lord our God is righteous in all his works, which he doeth. For we obey not his voice. Verse 15. And now, O Lord, our God, that has brought thy that has brought thy people forth out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand, and has gotten the gotten thee renowned, as at this day, we have sinned, we have done wickedly. Verse 16. O Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from the city of Jerusalem. Thy holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and thy people are become a reproach to all that are about us. Now, therefore, O our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplication, and cause thy face to shine upon thy sanctuary that is desolate for the Lord's sake. Verse 18, O my God, incline thine ear and, and hear, open thine eyes and behold our desolations. And the city which is called by thy name, for we do not for we do not present our supplication before thee for our righteousness, but for thy great mercies. O Lord, hear, O Lord, forgive, O Lord, hearken and do. Defer not for thine own sake, O my God, for thy city and thy people are called by thy name. It's us. It's us, all right? I do want to get into the uh, antiquities of the Jews. I do want to read this, and I got maybe just enough time to squeeze it in. Um, we just went over that little, that little segment right there. That whenever dealing with salvation, first of all, it was always saving Israel from the hand of our, of our enemies and saving the Israelites out of bondage and out of captivity. And the reason that Israel had to be saved out of bondage and captivity is because of our sin. It's because of our iniquities. Because we, we refuse to listen to God, his servants, the prophets. We refuse. And we always want to follow what we, what we think is good or what the people we look up to think is good, but not want to follow God. So God would always put the Israelites in captivity for these actions. When we want to serve the gods of the nation and, and their culture and their way of doing things and their society and to be accepted in their societies and be accepted in, 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 in amongst their ranks, that always, God, that always caused God's anger to rise up against the Israelites and to put the Israelites in captivity, into bondage, into slavery. And then while in the hand of, of do I have that? Well, let me get it real quick. While in the hand of our enemies, one other thing I need to get real quick, y'all. Um, we're going to the apocryphal of Baruch. Actually, Tobit. That Tobit is, is dope. Um, let's go to the book of Tobit in the Apocrypha, chapter 14, verse 5. The book of Tobit, chapter 14, verse 5, and it says, And then again, God will have mercy on them and bring them again unto the land where they shall build a temple, but not like the first one. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Nope, not that. I'm sorry. It's Baruch uh, 2.32. I'm sorry. Baruch chapter 2, verse 32. Baruch chapter 2, verse 32. And it says, And they shall praise me in the land of the captivity and think upon my name. That this is, this is what we're supposed to be doing in the land of our captivity. We're supposed to be thinking on the name of the Most High. We're supposed to be thinking about how do we get the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob back on our side in the land of our captivity. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Okay? So now let's go to Antiquities of the Jews. I, I, I got just about five minutes left uh, before the two hours is up. I'm going to Antiquities of the Jews, the Flavius Josephus, Antiquities of the Jews, Book 5, Chapter 6. All right? Antiquities of the Jews in the Flavius Josephus, Book 5, Chapter 6. Um, if you don't have a copy of, of Josephus, you can actually uh, go online and just uh, Google it in, ask Siri, ask um, whoever, for Antiquities of the Jews, Book 5, Chapter 6. And we're going to start at uh, uh, paragraph number 1. Now, it, it, it starts off with how the Midianites and other nations fought against the Israelites and beat them and afflicted their, their country for seven years, how they were delivered by Gideon, who ruled over the multitude for 40 years. All right, so this is the history we're about to read about right now. Starting so now at, at uh, paragraph number one. Now, when Barak and Deborah of Deborah were dead, whose deaths happened about the same time, afterwards the Midianites called, called the Amalekites and Arabians to their assistance and made war against the Israelites. So Barak and Deborah are dead. The Israelites started doing evil again. So the Lord raised up the Midianites along with the Amalekites or Amalek and the Arabians to make war against the Israelites and were too hard for those that fought against them. And when they had burnt the fruits of the earth, they carried off the prey. Now, when they had done this for three years, the multitude of the Israelites retired to the mountains and forsook the plain country. They also made themselves hollows on the ground and caverns and preserved uh, therein whatsoever had escaped their enemies. So we built catacombs, right? So when we read about the catacombs of Rome, catacombs uh, uh, of Jerusalem, whatever, this ain't the first time we've had to do this either. But not just for the, 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 the sake, like in Maccabees, for the sake of worshiping God. This is for food because our enemies was coming into our land and taking all the food and making, and making us pay taxes. So we got to a point where we had to now hide food all right. Uh, it says, for the Midianites made expeditions in harvest time, but permitted them to plow the land in winter. That's so when the others had taken the, the plains, the pains, they might have fruits for them to carry away. Indeed, they ensued a famine and a scarcity of food, upon which they betook themselves to their supplications to God and besought him to save them. Paragraph number two. Gideon also, the son of Joash, one of the principal persons of the tribe of Manasseh, brought his sheaves of corn privately and thrashed them um, at the wine press. You know, I read this. As a wine, we're going to read through it. I read this on, on, on Thursday. For he was uh, too fearful of their enemies to thrash them openly in the thrashing floor. At this time, somewhat appeared to him um, I'm going too fast. At this time, somewhat appeared to him the shape of a young man and told him that he was a happy man and beloved of God, 
to which he immediately replied, a mighty uh, indication of God's favor to me that I am forced to use this wine press instead of the thrashing floor. But the appearance, um, but the appearance exhorted him to be of good courage and to make an attempt for the recovery of their liberty. He answered that it was impossible for him to recover it because it was it was because the tribe which he belonged was by no means uh, numerous and because he was but uh, young himself and too inconsiderable to think of such great great actions. But the other promised him that God would supply that that supply what he was defective in and would afford the Israelites a victory uh, under his conduct. Uh, we got to read on. We got to read on. Read on. I'm going to jump down, y'all, because a little bit of time. I've been over this already. Um, jumping down. I'm going to jump down to paragraph six, y'all. I'm going to jump down to paragraph six. Okay, we, we, we've been, I've been over this. I remember I've been over this one. So jumping down to uh, paragraph 6. Antiquity of the Jews, book 5, uh, chapter 6, paragraph 6. However, the tribe of Ephraim was so displeased at the good success of Gideon that they resolved to make war against him, accusing him because he did not tell them of his expedition against their enemies. But Gideon, as a man of temper and that excelled in every virtue, pleaded that it was not the result of his own authority or, or reasoning that made him attack the enemy without, without them, that it was the command of God. And still the victory belongs to them as well as those in the army. And by this method of, of cooling their passions, he brought more advantage to the Hebrews than by the success he had against uh, these enemies. For he thereby delivered them from a sedition which was arising among them. Yet did this, yet did this tribe afterwards suffer the punishment of of this, the injurious treatment of Gideon, of which we will give an account in due time. Paragraph 7. Hereupon Gideon would have laid down the government, but was overpersuaded to take it, uh, which he enjoyed 40 years, and distributed justice to them, as the people came to him in their differences, and what he determined was esteemed uh, valid by all. And when he died, he was buried in his own country of Oprah. All right? So I just want to uh, get that get, get that history and get, uh, get that read as we get ready to come, go into the next part of our series. Uh, let me pull that up. And dealing with the saviors and deliverers of the children of Israel. Um, uh, let me get back here. This is what I want. This is what I want here. Yeah, we're going to get to uh, uh, Judges chapter ten, and verse one, and we're we're going to deal with uh, Tola and Jair, right? Um, we're going to deal with Tola and, and, and Jair, more deliverers, more saviors for the nation of Israel. Now we had other judges, brothers, and we had other judges. Even after, after um, um, Gideon's death, 
there was a, a, a real conspiracy among his children that was really kind of jacked up. Um, let me get that real quick. Joe, real quick, brother and sister, Judges chapter 8, verse 29. Uh, Judges chapter 8, verse 29, I'm going to read down, and it's going to be it for today. Judges chapter 8, verse 29, the death of Gideon. And remember, Gideon's name was also changed to Jerubbabel. And Jerubbabel, the son of Joash, went and dwelt in his own house. And Gideon had three score and ten sons of his body begotten, for he had many wives. Okay. He had three score and ten sons. A score is 20. That's 60 plus 10. This man had 70 sons of his own body, and he had many, many wives. And his, uh, and his concubine, that was a Shechem, she also bare him a son, whose name was called Abimelech. And Gideon, the son of Joash, died in a good old age and was buried in the sepulcher of Joash's father in Ophir, Oprah uh, of the Abizarites, from the tribe of Manasseh. Uh, and it came to pass, as soon as Gideon was dead, that the children of Israel turned again and went a-whoring a- after Balaam and made Baal Baris their God. And the children of Israel remembered not the Lord their God, who had delivered them out of the hands of all their enemies on every side. Neither showed they kindness to the house of Jerubbabel, namely Gideon, according to all the goodness which he had showed unto Israel. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to make it part three. I'm going to make it part three. I'm going to make it part three. Cool. With that, brothers and sisters, uh, I do want to thank everybody who didn't get a chance to tune in. Um, hopefully this wasn't too confusing. Um, that we, we, we were able to kind of walk through this and, and let the Bible do some talking and and, do, and, and, and listen to what the, the, the book actually has to say. Um, uh, please tune in tomorrow night uh, to... Uh, uh, starting at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, that's 7 p.m. Um, uh, Texas time, uh, wherever you might be located uh, in, in the country, um, make it uh, 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 make your adjustments accordingly uh, to Bonobah's, uh Bible Breakdowns uh, tomorrow night. Uh, please don't forget to please check out uh, ISBHBK uh, San Antonio, ISBHBK Houston, ISB, ISBHBK Norfolk, um, Five Minutes of Wisdom, um, uh, the Hidden Truth, um, Israel, Israel, uh, Israel Media Corps, uh, check out all these different things that we have going on. Remember, the, the, the Hebrew Summit is also coming up uh, in Houston, uh, February 3rd, 4th, and 5th. It's the 18th uh, Hebrew Summit. It's going to be in Houston, uh, February 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Uh, please come through. Uh, uh, check out Israel. February 3rd is going to be the street teaching, the Unicamp street teaching. February Fourth is going to be the Sabbath uh, class and the actual summit, and the fifth is going to be the uh, the, um, uh, the barbecue and 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 and, uh, and, and fellowshipping. If, you, if you're a vendor and, and like set up something uh, to to showcase your your product, whatever it might be, uh, please get in touch with the brother Kazakia. Um, you can go through the website and, and get that done, and let's come together. All right, let's come together. So with that, I do want to thank everybody for tuning in. Let me get this cute. Let me get this cute up real quick.
Uh, my name is Masada. I would like to say shalom. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.